Hey there, folks, and welcome to episode 124 of Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. Of course, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB. That's I am Caleb, and then uh, another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Eddie Cornelison, at E-D-D-Y-C-8-5. Follow the show at EC underscore Hero. Check out our Instagram, EC HeroCast. And, as always, our Gmail, ECHeroCast at gmail.com. And... Eddie, today we're actually not alone. We we, uh, we brought a guest along with us for this episode, am I right? Yes, from thousands of miles away. Thousands of miles away. We swam we swam the whatever ocean. I don't know. The Atlantic. We swam. Yeah, we swam the Atlantic. And uh, we're here in Scotland with uh, my friend from... The Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, my good friend Brian Kinsella, a.k.a. Clive. I'm just going to call you Clive because it's what I'm used to calling you. Clive, how are you doing today, man? I'm good, thanks, Caleb, and also nice to meet you, Eddie. It's been a long time, Caleb, since we last spoke. Um, actually about wrestling, but tonight it's all about them superheroes. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, yes, absolutely. And it's... It's fitting that we would go across the ocean here because we're talking about the Winter Soldier. Why is that fitting? I don't know. Because not America, I guess. I don't know. Jeez, I'm not on my A game today. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, Winter Soldier was American, but uh, good try. He was a traitor. He, He betrayed his country. Come on now. That's true. Yeah, but guys, Captain America, Winter Soldier, one of the most acclaimed Marvel movies of all time, and we're gonna, we're just we're gonna get right into it. And uh, first of all, and I'm gonna start with our guest here, uh, Clive. What is your history with this movie in particular? Well, in terms of the personal history, yes. So I remember quite clearly I was staying at my in-laws for the week, um, 500 miles south of me in a county called Essex in England. And we were watching it in the cinema, but we had to leave slightly early because of the trains that were going on. So it's, it's one of those strange instances where you have a really bizarre random memory etched in your skull forever. Uh, I think we got to see the end, but unfortunately we could not see the the post-credit scenes or anything like that. So that's like what was going on. It was a case of visiting in-laws in sunny Essex. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Me personally, I actually saw this, I remember, on a Sunday matinee, which, my gosh, Sunday matinees, what a time to be alive. I can't watch those anymore because of work, but, um, you know, Eddie knows all too well about that. But... Yeah, a very fond history with this movie, and uh, saw it with a good buddy of mine who recently moved away. But yeah, quite uh, quite interesting, especially having seen this before having seen the first Captain America. So hmm. that's confusing. So, so when uh, when Steve is like Bucky, and Bucky's like, "Who the hell's Bucky?" I was like, "I'm right there with you. Who's Bucky?" Uh. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Eddie, how about you, man? 
I watched it in the theater. Um, I may have only seen this once, come to think of it. But, uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you know what? Now that you mention it, I I think I, before this Sunday, whenever I watched this, before I watched this, I had only seen it twice. I saw it once in the theater, and then I saw it a few years ago on Blu-ray. That's all I remember of uh, having watched. That's that's my history with this film. Uh, now, real quick, and you kind of, you know, Clive, you actually kind of already covered the ground, like what you were doing at the time. But we have a segment called The Time Capsule, and we like to dig that up and figure out what we were doing around this time. And April of 2014, I mean, I myself wasn't doing anything too noteworthy, but like NBA season was wrapping up. I'm, I'm really hoping for a Spurs repeat, and, or not a repeat, but a Spurs uh, revenge tour, maybe a championship win, and we'll see how that would go. But my April 2014 was pretty low-key. How about you, Ed? I would have been celebrating my birthday around this time. Yeah. So let's see, 2014. That would have been at the uh, the Grass Skirt, which is a uh, tiki bar here in Columbus that no longer exists, unfortunately, because they kept jacking up the rent on them. But uh, yeah, it was a good time. I, I miss that place. Uh, it's yeah. unfortunate. It amazes me what lords can do to good businesses, you know. It's. Um, I, I, yeah, I got a, uh, here's a, uh, mini rant, if you will. There's a, yeah. near where my office is that I never go into, there's an abandoned indoor water park, which is, like, notoriously horrendous. And they are now getting fined $1,000 a day because it's a public nuisance and it's condemned and either, uh, either bring it up to code or demolish it. Which is good. I have no issue with that. But there's also an abandoned mall near me, which has been abandoned for about 10 years now, which uh, is probably not up to code, I'm guessing, 10 years of neglect. And yet Mm. the owner somehow makes money off of it because it's a write-off. I don't understand it. But uh, this is a loophole I'd like to see closed, you know. While we're doing the student loans, why don't we close a loophole like this? Because if you had a store in the mall and you can't pay rent, you close. But if you own the mall and you are generating no income, you make money? That doesn't make any sense. Close that loophole. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah, that that I don't like that at all. Well, there's a reason that malls died during the pandemic, and it's because landlords suck. Well, this died way frankly. before the pandemic, but uh, yeah, well, yeah, I the understand. The coffin. Yeah, I mean, malls were already dying, so. But uh, yeah, but yeah, and it's it's a great location too. That's what pisses me off. It's like something or something could go in there that would be really good, and it's just until I mean. Somehow it's a they're making money off of it. I don't know. Maybe the ninety thousand IRS agents can find a way to get it. I don't know, but I, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's a weird loophole, and I don't like it. Close it. Yeah, exactly. Close the loophole. Drain the 
the mall swamp. Uh, number one song in the country, in the U.S. Sorry, not doing the U.K. Um, number one song in the U.S. by digital download was Happy by Pharrell Williams. What an annoying song. That was probably in the U.K. too. <laughs> that was everywhere. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. Oh, by the way, we're officially like a world podcast now because we've had a guest from outside of the States. So good for us. That's true. Yeah, we are now uh, diverse. We've had, um, <laughs> I can't remember where it was. There was a country that downloaded our podcast that I was really surprised. I'm going <laughs> to go look it up. But you keep going. Like Uruguay or something. And yeah. I think it was uh, even more random than that. Your champions in wrestling at the time, outside of the WWE and Ring of Honor. Oh, by the way, this this came out on April fourth, twenty fourteen, for posterity. Uh, your champions in wrestling at the time in Ring of Honor, Adam Cole, baby. TNA World Heavyweight Champion was Magnus. In WWE, this is just a, a few days before WrestleMania, so Randy Orton was still your WWE World Heavyweight Champion, and your NXT Champion was Adrian Neville. What a what a motley crew there. Hmm. Speaking of wrestling, funny enough, this was directed by the Russo brothers. You know, not not Vince, the better Russos, but still nice little tie in there. Yeah, he. Uh, oh, there. Oh, there. Iran. I didn't even know they could get us in Iran, but there we go. <laughs> One download from Iran. So shout out to that listener. And maybe it was the Sheik. Maybe. Could have been. Yeah. Uh, usually countries like that, they kind of restrict their internet, so I was a little surprised. Yeah. Watch. Wait wait for it. One day, Kim Jong-un is going to catch wind of our podcast, and it's going to become like the official podcast of North Korea. Well, we did an episode on North Korean movie. We did. We did. And we, we had a glowing review of the regime as yeah. well. <laughs> Currently have zero downloads from North Korea, but uh, yeah, yeah, one in Iran. Hey, Shout out! If anyone connected to Kim Jong Un is listening to this, I will sell out. Like everyone has a price. I, I just want you to know. Okay. Surprise me, Eddie. Are you not co-signing? Mm, nah, I can't give into a dictator. Really. Sorry. Come on now. Ridiculous. How about you, Clive? Maybe we could uh, do our own North Korean podcast. If we could tie it in, maybe if it was a podcast detailing when WCW and New Japan went over. <laughs> yes. Sort of into that, the sort of Conrad Thompson format. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Special guest, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> yes, he's that going, would go down well, I think. Yes. He's going to oh, Russia my. now. Oh, yeah, he is. He's he's tight with Putin. Yeah. He's going to get Brittany Griner out. Well, good luck. <laughs> yeah. There's no way she's serving nine years, man. I'm just letting you know. I hope not. Mm. Uh, either way, we've done history with the movie. We've done time capsule. Uh, what's next? Facts and figures. 
Yeah. Well, like I said, I had to get in Iran. That was surprising. Yeah. <laughs> We've infiltrated the the uh, Iranian contingency. Yeah. Uh, budget. $170 million, box office $714.4 million. That'll get us into... Wrong spreadsheet. That'll get us into the top 10. Number 8, $544.4 million. The inflation is uh, 681.3. Puts it right under Spider-Man 2 and right above The Incredibles. How about that? Oh, my. Yeah. And then uh, you're going to be disappointed to hear this. Critics, 90%. Fans, 92%. Oh, man. Dude. Wanted to score a gun so bad. Two, two weeks in a row, almost. We're going to get that Sporigami. It's going to happen. We've had them, but uh, it's been a while. We're going to get in. Here's the thing. One's not enough. Two's not enough. I need more. I hope so. Yeah. Maybe, maybe next week. Maybe. Oh, uh, by the way, guys, recording on Thursday, August 25th. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. How about the cast? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, yeah, 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 let's do it. Well, speaking of two weeks in a row, Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. His 11th appearance on uh, the podcast. All right. Creeping up to that 10% of every episode. Yeah, let's see. Let's do the quick math real quick. 11 out of 124. Well, while you do that, I thought this was one of Nick Fury's better appearances. 8.87%. So, yeah, the the ratio is coming up there. Uh, Yeah, no, this was for sure, and this was a very Nick Fury-heavy film as well. Yeah, even though he was dead half of it. I was going to say, the only thing that I can think that's more Nick Fury heavy is uh, Captain Marvel, at least off the top of my head. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. we haven't reviewed that yet, so. Yeah, we'll get there. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. Any, uh, well, um, I like that we got to see him without the eye patch. That was cool. <laughs> that really was, yeah. <laughs> because they've they been teasing that for, you know. Not teasing it, but it's just like, okay, he's got an eye patch and we're not going to talk about it. And then, oh, hey, six years later, here's what that eye looks like. Mm hmm. Gross. Although, this is a criticism that can be used five years from now and not so much now, but I'm just going to say it. The line about him losing an eye because he trusted someone. Yeah, I caught that. It sounds really silly now when you know how he loses that eye. Yeah. Either. Oh, go ahead. Was it in Captain Marvel? That's when it happened. Does that mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's because the alien cat scratches him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Either a continuity error or um, Nick Fury doesn't want to admit how he lost it. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with the latter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it wouldn't have ma- it doesn't make sense in the context. Like, why would he say last? Or he'd be like, I, yeah. "This cat, this cat scratched my eye." Cat scratch <laughs> fever. Um, but yeah, why would he say the last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye? 
if that's not what they intended to happen. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand those things. Yeah, me neither. Um, now let's see, who else? How about our first appearance of Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson, the Falcon? This dude's a Falcon, his real name's Clarence. <laughs> That's just no, an animal. He was great. There's not, like, any weak spots in this cast, man. No, I uh, I liked him. It was a uh, it was a good introduction of uh, someone who will eventually be Captain America with wings. But uh, yeah. yeah, I liked him. I I completely forgot that they weren't friends at the very be. I mean, they didn't know each other at the very beginning. I thought in my mind that they were already friends when he kept doing the on your left. But it turns out it's like that was their first time meeting. I had forgotten that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it turns out Steve Rogers is just a dick. Yeah, exactly. He's just a dick to random people. Yeah. Oh, man. But I've yeah, actually got I, some... also, I had also thought for some reason that, yeah, they were friends going into this film. Okay. One just me. Yeah. Clive, I have some you... useless for you about the, the cast, one of the cast members. Uh, and the, the, the famous elevator scene where Captain America is ganged up on by the, the muscle, the heavies. There's an actor, his name in the film is Jack Rollins, according to IMDb, played by an Australian actor called Callan Mulvey, who's quite a, I'm not sure if you ever had Heartbreak High over in America, but it's like a, a high school drama, soap opera type thing, big deal in Australia. He also played the bad guy in... Batman versus Superman. Can't remember his name in that, but he was the the sort of silent baddie who was working alongside Lex Luger, Lex Luthor. <laughs> uh, so now I have not fact checked this, but I believe that Callan Mulvey was one of the first crossover actors between DC Universe films and Marvel Universe films because they were they were out not too far apart from each other. So there's your useless fact of the week for you. No, that's, yeah, um, I mean, there's definitely going to be more crossover, mm-hmm. but yeah. this is one of the first instances of it, yeah. Might get Superman himself crossing over. <laughs> yeah, at this rate. Well, I mean, the uh, <laughs> the actor, Henry, uh, Henry Cavill, I should say. Couldn't see that. That's the rumor. I, I forget who he was <laughs> supposed to play. Wolverine, maybe? Uh, was it Doctor Doom? I don't remember. God, why did I bring it up? I didn't remember. I don't know. Well, it was um, oh. as I Google. Oh hey, I would do a shout out, but like. Oh, Reed Richards. I... Oh, okay, the only character I really don't care about in this film is Crossbones. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Crossbones. Yeah, Frank Grillo. As uh, crossbones. Come on now. Why didn't you care about Frank? Why would I? I don't know. <laughs> He's just some random muscle, and he really likes MMA, like IRL. Yeah, he was in the Purge. Yeah, he wasn't. No, he was in the Purge. Uh, Anarchy, I think, was the. Oh, whatever. 
second one. Brock Third. Rumlow, aka Crossbones. Yeah. Um. Let's hit up these final three. We have Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier. Uh, he didn't say much, but um, thought he was a pretty cool villain. Uh, I mean, you pretty much knew it was going to be Bucky unless you went into this movie not watching the first one, which why would you do that? But, uh, yeah, I, I like that they brought him back. I like that uh, he was a, an even match for Captain America, but then at the same time, Captain America wouldn't even fight him. So it was an interesting an even, dynamic. Bro, not, a, not even an even match. Like, this man was superior to Captain America. Yeah, kind of. I mean... I mean, that's the impression that I got. Like, the only reason Cap is still a book, spoiler alert, I mean, even though you've already seen the film if you're watching this, um, the only reason Cap is still alive is because is because Bucky pulled him out of the water. Like, he was done for. Yeah, well, he's got the middle arm, which is kind of an advantage, but Cap has the, soul, uh, the shield, so kind of balances out yeah. at least. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah, a cool villain who will soon be. Cool. Yeah. For sure, for sure. One of the probably one of the better villains in the MCU so far. Yeah, I would say so. Definitely, definitely better than the Dark Elf or oh, uh, the uh, Iron Man three. Uh, who was it? Freaking uh, magma guy. I don't remember. N- not the Mandarin. Yeah. yeah, guy made of lava. Yeah. Yeah. I... You're right. We have been on a bit of a, uh, a, uh, a I don't know what's a slump with Marvel villains lately. So this was a nice refresher. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, unless we have more thoughts on Winter Soldier, uh, we have Scarlett Johansson. As Natasha mm. Romanoff, the Black Widow, big role for her as well. Yeah, this was super. Like, not only was it Nick Fury heavy, but also um, Black Widow heavy as well. And I have nothing against it. Like, she was Scarlett Johansson is more than serviceable. She's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, pal. I respect what. <laughs> I did, but... Yeah, I know you did. But no, she's good in the role, too, so... Um, oh, what was I going to say? I forgot. Probably sexist. No, it wasn't sexist. Um, yeah, what was... Um, so her first role, what that was um, Iron Man 2. Yes. So this was her second... No. She was in Avengers. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, this is her third appearance, and I would say the best of the three. Uh, did a lot more with the character work in this one, and I'll, I wrote it in the notes, but I'll bring it up now. This was the origin of the uh, is Captain America a virgin or not? And she was the, uh, what kicked it all off. So, that's a fun fact. Also, 
which they recently yeah, addressed no. in She-Hulk, so it only took them ten yeah. years. No, eight Steve years. Definitely, Steve definitely clapped cheeks at some point in this film. Not this film. You have to watch She-Hulk just, to find out when. No, no, I know what She-Hulk says, and I know what their little headcanon is, but I saw the movie, man. I'm telling you, at some point, those two, I'm telling you. Well, what version of the movie did you see? <laughs> he friend-zoned her, if I recall, which is... Uh, That's 4D chess right there. That's 4D chess. Come on, now. I guess. Well, he, he was still into uh, the old lady. Old and Peggy. then, oddly enough, in, and oddly enough, into her great niece as well, which is also weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, they get older, he stays the same age. Stop. That's literally what happened. Most things change. Yeah. Boom. Oh my gosh! Now I'm imagining Matthew McConaughey as Captain America. Thank you for that. I would watch the halo of that. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Well, you don't have to imagine that, because we have Chris Evans as Captain America, the main event, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. And the thing, it's hard to analyze, you know, re- repeat occurrences like this, just because, like, you know... I've noticed with all these Marvel films that, like, they figure it out, like, we don't need to rapidly change someone's character for no reason. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel. If we know a certain portrayal is working, why would we change that up? And so this is a little bit of more of the same. Yeah, I mean, we didn't have to go through the growing pains of becoming Captain America, like, in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh... Uh, yeah, I did like that he refused to fight Bucky. I thought that was a, a nice touch. Yeah. And, um, you know, I liked, um, I did like his dynamic with Black Widow. We we didn't, we haven't seen that before. So that was, that part was good. And then, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a very good portrayal overall. I'm glad that, uh, after many failed attempts at being a superhero on this podcast, he's finally, uh, finally found his footing, even though he wants to play Human Torch again, which wouldn't make sense in the MCU, but eh, who cares? Yeah. I also love that Cap steals a car in this film. Yeah, harkens back to the old days. I was hoping <laughs> Natasha would be like, uh, I'm sick, pull over. I'm car sick, pull over. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Great, that'd be great. Like two people would get that reference. <laughs> she just runs out. She she pushes them down and then runs back to the car and drives off to the <laughs> the shield base. Yes. Congratulations, Hal Hitler. This was Hail Hydra. <laughs> yeah. Same. Same. Oh, also, oh, I almost like, forgot. Dude, shout out Larry Sanders. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Larry Sanders was a freaking traitor. I almost forgot history of this movie. Do you remember that this uh, spurred the internet meme of Hail Hydra? Of just ran... Um, I don't know. Maybe it was just me. I remember seeing a lot of like... Uh, 
Just like any maybe, picture of someone whispering in someone's ear. Yeah, and they Hydra. Just, Hail Hydra. And then um, I remember doing that with friends, just being stupid. Or yeah. later on Bring down that. the line, when they travel back to this movie, and Captain America says it, uh, just to avoid having an unnecessary fight. Yeah. It's when they they did um they would do it like opposite like good characters turning on people like um I remember one specifically there was like uh, animated uh Tanahashi being like Bullet Club for life or just something like that and it'd be <laughs> like, same energy as this and yeah. Good times. I love the Hail Hydra meme. Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> it was just the way they did it when they shook hands on the steps of that cafe. <laughs> like, Hail yeah. Hail Hydra. I'm going to do that to someone this week. I'll, I'll do it well, tomorrow to my friend. Yeah. I I have the perfect candidate. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it to someone within the next couple of days for sure. Oh, also, real quick, shout out to Christina Applegate. Why? Oh my God, don't know. Yeah, why? If you have to ask, it means you're not watching the right shows, man. What show? The Eric Andre show. Come on now. No, I'm not watching that. <sighs> Whatever. What a shame. It's the first time I've ever heard of it, so what do you want me to do? I. Uh, Okay, cool. Cool. I'm sorry, just not as hip as you. You should be sorry. What do you mean hip? This is a reference from like nine years ago, dude. I, I don't. Did the show exist nine years ago? I don't know. Whatever, whatever. Let's just let's just talk about the plot, man. I'm done with this. I've never heard of this show. My day's ruined. Okay, like let's just let's just talk about the movie now. All right, well, as I mentioned, Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson are doing laps around the mirror pool. This is the uh, the famous On Your Left, which is a uh, become a meme. A lot of times I, uh, you'll post it. Actually, you can do this now, uh, Caleb, now that your Braves are maybe soaring past the Mets. You do this with the... <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, Steve Rogers is the Braves and the Mets is Sam Wilson on your left. Yeah, give, give it like three days, I hope. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So, yeah, they chat for a bit. They become friends. Sam tells them, check out uh, the Trouble Man album. So Steve adds it to his list of things to catch up on, which I wrote down the list. It was uh, I Love Lucy, The Moon Landing. <laughs> The Berlin, a... the moon landing definitely happened. Don't even be one of those people. No, the, dude, how can you land on something that doesn't exist? The Berlin Wall, then in parentheses, up and down. Thought that was good. Uh, uh, Steve Jobs, but not Bill Gates. Funny enough. Ooh. Uh, disco. Uh, Thai food. And then Star Wars Dash Trek, uh, Nirvana, Rocky, and Rocky 2, question mark. I don't know why there was a question mark. Uh, well, Rocky 2, first off, yes, absolutely watch Rocky 2. 
it establishes that Rocky can't read. <laughs> I would watch all of them, except the fifth yes, one. Watch, yeah, watch everything except for the fifth one. Skip that. Watch Rocky Balboa. Then watch both Creed movies as well. Mm-hmm. Rocky Balboa. Shout out Skip Bayless. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Black Widow then picks him up, and they go on a mission. They're flying over the Indian Ocean. They got to, uh, there's a terrorist group that took over a, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. boat, and they have S.H.I.E.L.D. people as hostages, and Cap jumps aboard, takes out a bunch of the guards, they free the hostages, as Cap goes after the, uh, the leader of this group, George St. Pierre, and, uh... Yeah! <laughs> uh, of Dude, course... by the way, by the way, let me ask you real quick, off topic... Daniel Garcia looks a lot like GSP, right? Uh, I guess a little. In the anyway, like I mean, that's what I saw. I mean, in the face, maybe I guess. Yeah, that's what I that's what I meant. Yeah. Well, Cat beats him up. So. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Natasha is downloading Shield intel off the boat. Cap doesn't like that, so he goes to see Nick Fury, and he's mad. Natasha had a separate mission. And then uh, this is where Fury drops the line about, uh, last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. Which, uh, I don't know. Maybe he trusted the cat, and that's what he meant. That's that's exactly what he meant, which makes it so much silly. So, so very silly. Fury introduces Steve to three new helicarriers that they're building, which uh, I noticed this was probably the first time in the podcast where the special effects actually, I would say, looked really good. Um, Because it reminded me a lot of when they go down the underground base in G.I. Joe and it looked trash. For some reason, special effects are regressing these days. I think it's because they're overwhelming special effects studios. But uh, I digress. This is, I would say 2014, probably the peak of special effects, at least for this podcast. Um, but he starts remembering his old friend Bucky and his old girlfriend Peggy, who he actually visits, who's an old woman now. And uh, yeah. later on, Fury's SUV is ambushed by uh, fake cops. It was uh, DWB for Nick Fury. Nothing? Sorry, that went over my head. Driving while... Oh, <laughs> oh, gotcha. Driving while blind, I understand. Exactly. Uh, but they weren't real cops. That wouldn't happen. So Fury manages to get oh away. Oh my god! Why would you say that? Fury manages to get away, and we get a bit of a chase scene, but uh, Fury's SUV is finally stopped by a mysterious assassin. It's the Winter Soldier. And uh, somehow Fury... I don't know. He had some device that let him tunnel through the city street. <laughs> so he escaped. But, uh, bizarre. Um, so Steve heads back home with his neighbor. Um, I had a big rant about the neighbor because she's attractive, but she turns him down for a date. And it's like, he just turned down Captain America. But there's a reason oh for that God. later. Uh, anyway, Nick Fury's waiting on Steve in his apartment, 
and he's like, yeah, my wife threw me out. But he's showing his cell phone. He's typed uh, that shield is compromised. Everybody's listening. Can't trust anyone on his phone. And then just then, shielded or um, Fury is shot. And then in comes the neighbor Kate. She's like, oh, I've been assigned to protect you. But uh, it's weird. Nick Fury just told Cap not to trust anybody. And in comes Kate. First instinct I would have would be not to trust this Kate person. But I don't apparently, know, man. Apparently she's know. okay. Cap, Cap definitely gives off Sting vibes, so he probably trusts the wrong people a lot of the time. <laughs> Could be. Well, she ends up being all actually, right. Actually, I know that from the Avengers, actually. Because Iron Man's like, hey, what's up with S.H.I.E.L.D.? And Cap's like, ah, oh, no, they're good. That's true, that's true. Well, he's learning. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Steve goes after the shooter. It's of course, the Winter Soldier. He catches his shield, because he threw it at him, and he throws it back at him. Should have just thrown it away and made him get a new one, but I don't know. <laughs> so Steve and Natasha are in the hospital, and Fury, uh, before he got shot, by the way, he gave Steve a flash drive. Uh, he's in surgery, and the doctors are like, well... We lost them. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. But not R. really. No, of course they didn't. But everybody thinks he's died. So Steve stashes the flash drive in a vending machine, which I thought was a strange place because it's like, what if somebody wants gum? They're going to eventually see that. <laughs> um, so Pierce... I don't think I mentioned Pierce. Pierce is the, uh, he's an executive at S.H.I.E.L.D. But he, uh, he summons Steve uh, to appear before him. And uh, on the way there, Steve is attacked in an elevator by this team that he stormed the boat with, led by Brock. And, uh, of course, he beats up everybody in the elevator. It's a pretty famous scene. It's pretty great. I would recommend that. And then Steve, or sorry, Pierce, uh, declares Steve a traitor because he withheld information about why Fury was in his apartment. So Steve meets back up with Natasha, who of course has a has the flash drive, because she's not stupid, and uh, tells him uh, she's met with or she's met Winter Soldier before. He's actually shot her in the hip, so no more bikinis. Of course, Steve had a great line of, I'm sure you look terrible in them. Yeah. Yeah. I always laugh when overly attractive women are like, oh, I hate this about me. Like, yeah. Guys. So ugly and so fat. Yeah. That sort of thing. For sure. Also, we're definitely going to use that Robert Redford gift the day we release this, right? Sure. Um, Let me see if I can pull up the original. Do either of you know who... There we go. Um, I must say this this quote from uh, from Black Widow reminded me um, of an Instagram story I saw. Um, do you know uh, it's an Instagram model Alexis Wren? She has like 16 million followers. No, but she sounds hot. She is, and uh, she posted something one day like, "Oh, I I hate my forehead. It's like a five head." And it's like, yeah. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. That's why you have 16 Never mind million. Everyone's got... Yeah. 
That's why you have 16 million followers. They're all here to gawk and at that, you. Everyone has a big forehead. Come on now. Yeah. Well, they go to the Apple Store because uh, they don't want to give off uh, their exact location when they access this flash drive. And they yes. discover a hidden shield bunker in Jersey. And they escape. Yikes. Yeah. They escape from the mall with the agents looking for them, but they uh, they make out to disguise themselves. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, on the way to Jersey and their stolen car, uh, this is where Natasha asked Steve if this was the first kiss he's had since 1945, which uh, that's what kicked off the rumor that he was a virgin. And uh, Steve was like, oh, no, just... He's just a friend. I wasn't that into it. But <laughs> it was definitely his first kiss since 1945. Yeah, because he couldn't find Bucky. <laughs> anyway, at the bunker, uh, Steve finds a hidden room which contains a supercomputer. It's got the AI of Arnim Zola, who, if you don't recall, was the Hydra scientist from the first movie. He yeah. basically downloaded his conscience onto this thing. Somehow. Yeah, that was a technology that existed in the 40s. And Zola yep. says that uh, Hydra was secretly reformed with the goal to cause so much chaos that humans sacrificed their freedom in exchange for security. And Winter mm-hmm. Soldier was the main assassin to help. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't forget he said accidents will happen. And whose newspaper article would flash on the screen? J. Jonah Jameson. No! Tony Stark, or not Tony Stark, uh, Howard Stark. Yes. Pardon? Yes. So yeah, Cap, Cap knows something, and he's, he's not going to tell someone, and it's going to piss someone off. Mm-hmm. Well. We'll get back to that in two years. <laughs> well, the bunker is bombed by S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, but Steve saves Natasha. They jumped in a grate or something, and he used a S.H.I.E.L.D., and, uh, yeah, he saves her. They head to Sam's house, because they need someone they can trust. And Sam offers to help, um, and he leads Steve, he, well, he's talking to Steve, and he leads him to believe that he did some legit stuff in the military, more so than just a normal soldier. And then he tosses a folder on the table that says Falcon. So a teaser for ten minutes from now. Meanwhile... Pierce tells Winter Soldier he wants Cap dead in 10 hours. Elsewhere, Agent uh, Sitwell of S.H.I.E.L.D. has lunch with a senator. This is the Hydra, the Hail Hydra whisper. Uh, yep. Steven, Natasha, and Sam, now with the winged suit, interrogate Sitwell. And Sitwell tells them Zola was data mining threats to Hydra and the new helicarriers would sweep yeah. the world and kill them. And when he's asking about, like, what potential threats, and, uh, well, he names off a couple of people, including Tony Stark and Stephen Strange. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Nice Easter egg. Was, was I really the only one who caught that? Apparently. <laughs> well, but yeah, he definitely, he definitely name-dropped Stephen Strange, for sure. Well, the four driving to, uh, I guess, S.H.I.E.L.D., I don't know, and... Winter Soldier shows up, he jumps on the car, pulls out Sil- Stillwell, t- 
tosses him on the freeway. I presume he's dead. I don't know. And after, I would... yeah, going 60 miles an hour, that probably, uh, don't like those well, odds. 65 or something, a hundred kilometers for our uh, European friends. Uh, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's about right. Um, so after an extended chase and fight scene, Cap and Winter Soldier fight, and Winter Soldier's mask falls off, and uh, it is Bucky. So, who the hell is Bucky? He was. Uh, we you already watched the movie. Oh, okay, fair enough. To be fair, this was not a case of uh, how could you not see who that was under the mask, like with the uh, Green Lantern. This was, uh, <laughs> he grew his hair out, and he sometimes wore goggles, and the mask covered a large portion of his face, so. Yeah. I, I could buy that Steve wouldn't, plus he thought he was dead, so. So, Steve says his name, and then that's where, uh, Winter Soldier says, who the hell is Bucky? Yeah. And in come the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, led by Brock, to arrest Steve, Natasha, and Sam, but thankfully, one of the... One of them is, I guess, a double agent, and he's, or rather, she's working for the Good Shield, and they take them to Fury, who is stashed in a secret hospital. He, of oh, course, shout out Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. Kobe Smulders, yeah. She should go by that name. Stop. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Fury's oh. like, I need to know who to trust, plus they can't kill you if they think you're already dead true so absolutely after we see the winter soldier questioning his past he's injected with something but it causes him a lot of pain and anyway back at the safe house fury says they need to replace the server blades and the shield helicarriers which are programmed to target hydra threats um, with three of their own blades and they get set to go on the mission but before steve Swipes the uniform from the Captain America Museum, and we see Stanley as the security guard saying, "I'm so fired." So another Stanley cameo. That was a good one. Absolutely, yeah. Still like his uh, one where he was. Um, no, what's his name? Playboy guy. Um, oh, Hugh Hefner. Yeah, Hugh yes, Hefner. Iron Man Two. Yeah, Iron was... Man Two. I. Th- yeah, still probably my favorite. Yeah. I don't know, next week's pretty good. Well, we'll see. Well, Cap Did gets... you ever get where we didn't, you thought, with the Stanley cameos, it was just an idol? After a time, I thought, okay, yeah, we get why you do it, but or is that just me not being a, a Stan Lee mark? Um... I mean... I here's the thing with with all the Stan Lee cameos, it's just it never took away from the film, so sure. it's just fun little stuff like ah here's a peek away for like ten seconds, you know that's I, I was I've never really been like in love with any of these, but like I certainly don't like I'm not like oh my god Stan Lee get him off the screen this is ridiculous. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just kind of the same. I mean, as I, I had this discussion with a friend once, and his point was like, well, you know, he created most of these characters. You might as well just 
appear in the movie for two seconds. I was like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. His appearances, I would say, would be best described as inoffensive. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> he had a really good one in uh, the animated Spider-Man show. That's in the final episode. But uh, I'll let you watch that, and I won't spoil it. So, anyway, Cap gets into the S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters. He gets on the PA system, which I was kind of surprised that any, business, any company still had a PA system. But... He's telling them all that Hydra has infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. and Pierce is the leader and to not let them launch the helicarriers. So there's a big battle outside the uh, to board the helicarriers with Captain America and Falcon. Uh, meanwhile, Black Widow has disguised herself as a S.H.I.E.L.D. board member and has captured Pierce. Uh, she's going to leak this information to the public, but they need two executives to do that. And then this is where Fury shows up. Pierce gives a big speech that he can bring order to the lives of 7 billion people by sacrificing 20 million. So he's like a Thanos light. And I was thinking like uh, Ozymandias. Yeah, that could be. Well, Fury doesn't buy it. And he's like, I bet you deleted my uh, files and everything, but... And then uh, he's like, you should always keep both eyes open. And then he used Ooh. his blind eye to use the retinal scan. So I guess they didn't delete that when they, you know, deleted him from the system. Yeah, I guess not. So Winter Soldier shows up. He has a big showdown with Cap. Brock, of course, tries to interfere. Sam shows up to stop him. During this uh, fight, Cap and Sam replace the server blades at one point on the helicarriers. The helicarriers all destroy each other, and they're slowly crashing to the earth. <laughs> Fury uh, shoots and kills Pierce, because he's had enough of him. And during this, uh, Brock gets killed, because the helicarriers crash into each other, and he just wasn't as fast as Sam. No, Brooke is not dead. No? Brock. Brock is not dead. I think he is. No, he's not. There's a reason I'm not saying R.I.P. to a real one. Because he's not a real one. No, it's because he's not dead. Oh, I thought he died. No. All right. Well, uh, Cap gets shot by Winter Soldier, but despite this, he refuses to fight him. And Helicarrier slowly crashing, but um, he still will not fight. He keeps getting beat up, but it crashes into the Potomac River, and... Um, Winter Soldier, he, uh, he has a change of heart, and he saves Captain America, but he just kind of drags him and leaves him on the shore. Yeah. You know, better Basically, than just nothing. like, I didn't kill you. Yeah. So Steve, he wakes up in a hospital bed. The senator is shown as being arrested. Natasha's on Capitol Hill, and she basically tells off the Senate committee. Uh, Fury says he's off to Europe to go after Hydra's remaining cells. More on them in a few minutes. Oof. And uh, Natasha gives Steve a folder about uh, all about the history of Bucky and the Winter Soldier and where he was held. And Steve tells Sam, you know, you don't have to come with me. And Sam says, I know. When do we start? And roll credits. But of course there are 
uh, post-credit scenes, unless you had to leave the movie early. <laughs> so we see some Hydra agents in said European base. They walk past a scepter holding some kind of energy. More on that later. And then they uh, they mention, hey, we got these last two test subjects, the twins. And it is none other than Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch. That Quicksilver. Oh, what a honk, dude. Yeah, man. A lot of Aaron Taylor Johnson lately. Big fan of ATJ. How can he not be? I know. You Now that you finally saw uh, Bullet Train. Yeah, I'm no longer a diesel. Mm-hmm. Post-credit scene. At the Captain America Museum, Bucky's there reading about himself. So, he pretty, knows the truth. There, Buck. Yeah. Also, we see a message. Captain America will return in Avengers Age of Ultron. How about that? A.K.A. the last Joss Whedon project of the MCU. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well, that... Uh... That was Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Yes, it was. It was. And now we're going to grade this film. And uh, I'm going to start. And, I mean, this is just such a well-rounded film. Good balance, good pacing. Great story. Great acting. And, I don't know, this may be high to a lot of people. I'm going nine and a half. Ooh. Okay. 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 Yeah. How about you, uh, Brian? Well, this one stood out for me quite a lot because I think before then, the Avengers films, there was a certain cheesiness to them. And while that's not a, a bad thing per se, it's not what I was looking for from the early Marvel Universe films. But then Captain America came along that felt a bit more mature in terms of storyline character development I think Winter Soldier took that a step further it just felt more mature and serious uh, gritty even it just felt it was the most impressed I'd been with one of the Marvel films to date and it still stands the test of time for me I thought having Robert Redford in there one of the sort of grandfathers of classic cinema to be in there that was quite a coup I would say it was he was one of the first to start the, the big Hollywood names coming in to have some cameos or be or whoever I just I think it was a turning point personally with Winter Soldier the others were Dark World and that was just not great and the tone it was a different tone from the rest of them so I'm going to have to rate very highly as well for it and give it a, a solid 9 well, it's not bad. All right. Big scores, big scores. And I was, uh, it's funny, I was talking with the coworker today about this, and he knows about the podcast. And we were talking um, current Marvel stuff. And I was like, you know, it's, and, and I don't know, we'll get to all that eventually, but uh, I was like, you know, I just watched Captain America Winter Soldier for the podcast, and. I didn't know what word I was going to say as this sentence was leaving my mouth, but I was like, you know what? It was a lot, it feels a lot cleaner than these new Marvel movies. And it was straight to the point. It was a lot of action, a lot of character development, 
a lot of integration of new characters. You got the, the first integration of Falcon. You had way more Nick Fury and uh, Black Widow in this. And then you build uh, to the future with something simple at the at the post credit scene. Whereas it's like now, there's so many post credit scenes. Like, I completely forgot that, like, Adam Warlock was introduced at one point and hasn't even been heard from since. That was in uh, Guardians, uh, Guardians 2. 2. Yeah, I completely forgot about him. And then it's like, oh, I guess he'll be in Guardians 3, but he's just been chilling ever since. Same with Nick Fury. He's been in space for, like, five years now. But, yeah. yeah, and it's, like, it's hard to keep track. you got to Google every time a new character shows up. But, yeah, this was uh, definitely cleaner. It was... Um, I'd forgotten how good this was. And um, what did I give Avengers? I gave Avengers... Uh, eight and a half. Hmm... I think this was a little bit better than Avengers, but I didn't. I'll say I didn't go in here expecting to give it a high a nine, but uh, eh, what the hell? I'll give it a nine. I don't want to go eight and a half and be the, the low man, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'll give it a nine. It was uh, it was really good, and uh, we're finally out of this bad movie funk. My God, we that felt are... like two years. <laughs> It was longer than we COVID. Certainly, we certainly are, man. But here's the thing. Next week, folks, and uh, oh, my God, where can we find this at? I haven't looked up where to stream this at. Well, I uh, recorded it off uh, DVR, so I have it safe on my uh, DVR. But uh, I watched it on Blu-ray. Oh, well, there you go. Um, it is amazing. Spider-Man 2, and you yes. can uh, find that on, uh, yeah, better open up your wallets, but, stars. yeah, you stars, stars, premium Hulu, if you have that, yeah, Amazon Prime premium subscription, that sometimes mean it's, uh, nope, Got to have the stars add on for that. I don't understand all that yeah. nonsense. So basically, just get stars and you'll be able to watch The Amazing Spider Man 2. Or if you didn't get it off of the uh, library or off of the TV like I did, you can go to your local library like I would have. Oh my god. Yes, you can go to your local library to rent The Amazing Spider Man 2. Um, folks, that's the show. God forbid anyone pick up a book. Yeah, exactly. You see that stamp right there? It says New York Public Library. May not mean a lot to you, but it means a whole hell of a lot to me, Ed. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're going to get out of here. First off, Brian, thank you for coming on the show, man. This is a long time coming, and I'm glad we were able to make this happen. Yeah, thank you for having me on. As you know, the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show has been on probably a permanent hiatus for over a year now, but we did make an agreement way back when, and it's only fair that I honour it, and I'm glad I came on. It was good to talk about one of my favourite Avengers films, or Marvel films, sorry. So thank you. Thank you both. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I've always wondered who keeps retweeting us even before Lazy Ass Caleb. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, we got another retweet, and it was Caleb. Oh, no, one Caleb. 
either way, uh, we thank you for listening. And uh, to quote one, um, Steve Rogers <laughs> and Bucky Barnes multiple times, finish it because I'm with you to the end of the line, pal. American girls and American guys We'll always stand up and salute We'll always recognize when we see old glory flying There's a lot of men dead So we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads My daddy served in the army we lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard Till the day that he died, he wanted my mother, my brother, my sister and me To grow up and live happy in the land of the free Now this nation that I love is falling under attack A mighty sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back Soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye your world like the 4th of July. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list. And the Statue of Liberty started shaking her fist. And the eagle will fly. And it's gonna be hell. When you hear Mother Freedom start ringing her bell. And it'll feel like the whole wide world is raining down on you. This big dog will fight when you rattle his cage And you'll be sorry that you mess with the U.S. of A Cause we'll put a boot in your ass, it's AMA